Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. It's International Podcasting Day, a day when podcasters around the globe celebrate their craft and their journey, regardless if they've been podcasting 17 days or 17 years. Hey, speaking of that last one. Today's episode is brought to you by My Podcast Reviews. Because your time is too important to waste by checking nearly 200 different places looking for new reviews for your podcast. Let My Podcast Reviews do that for you and save more than 1,400 mouse clicks every day. Plus, My Podcast Reviews gives you professional-grade tools to help you better engage with your audience. Try out your custom lovethepodcast.com page and followthepodcast.com page. Each provides a smart, streamlined, and clutter-free way for your listeners to rate, review, and follow your podcast. And those custom URLs are memorable for your listeners and speakable for you to say in your podcast episodes, making for much more effective calls to action. Get all these tools, the time savings, and amazing engagement power with a free three-week trial just for you at mypodcastreviews.com slash pp. That's an exclusive three-week free trial of all these features and more to let you better know, engage, and grow your podcast audience when you visit mypodcastreviews.com slash pp. Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. Happy International Podcasting Day wherever you are on the globe. Now, that's the me, the beauty, and also the misunderstanding of International Podcasting Day. It's not for people who podcast internationally, like, you know, some international traveler or something like that. No, it's for podcasters of every nation. It's a day for them to say, hey, I do this thing, and these other people do this thing, and I want to get together and talk about this thing. Well, to that end, I thought I'd run you through some well, <laughs> of the very weird podcasting journey I have taken through this whole time I've been doing it literally for 17 years. Now, if that sounds terribly boring to you, I apologize, but please stick around to the end because I do have a special announcement about next week's episodes and why, spoiler alert, they will be delayed. Well, let's get started. So this whole thing started, as you might have heard before, uh, back in the early aughts. My, I began my podcasting stuff uh, in October of 2004, yes, almost 17 years ago, with an, what was originally an internet radio show, which, look, if you think that means I had some great radio skills, you clearly have not listened to internet radio. 
<laughs> it was just really, uh, we started the show, it was called The Dragon Page, and it was what I still call today, Two Dorks with Microphones. That's what we did. We were just two dorks with microphones interviewing science fiction authors. And then things kind of blew up in those early days of podcasting. Very quickly, we started a second show called Slice of Sci-Fi, and that was much more media-based, television, movies, that sort of things. Also, it was the first time we built it around segments, uh, different pieces of the show as opposed to just a straight interview. From there, we started doing another show called Winging It, which started out as a variety show. We're going to take the idea of multiple segments and really make it into a full-on variety show. But then it quickly morphed into a dozen or more people showing up at the studio, each with microphones, recording this live gigantic party every week. And it was my job to run the party and make sure that the show had a flow, if in fact it had a show. Along that same time, my partner and I helped launch a YA-focused, a young adult book-focused show uh, that was called The Dragon Page Cover to Cover, and I was not the host. I wasn't even the editor. I wasn't doing any, any editing back then. I was just helping out with the structure uh, and the flow. And those shows then led us to create an entire network, which then attracted other sci-fi podcasters in the 0405 timeframe. And we started something called Farpoint Media, which was at the time the biggest science fiction podcast network out there. It was also the only <laughs> science fiction podcast network in 2004-2005. Now, parallel to all of that, I started two different projects uh, with, with, with different people this time. I was not working with the same crew. I started helping out some of those authors who I'd been speaking with on the Dragon page. Some of them had the idea of using their book as the basis of their podcast. And so I started something called patiobooks.com, podcasting plus audiobooks, back in 2005. And that was a, became a giant network that taught me a lot of works of, of the inner workings of how you work with lots of different podcasters and provide a, a pivotal role in lots of people's lives. Also, because of my connection to one of the authors I helped with his own book, T. Morris, I was asked to write or help him write Podcasting for Dummies. I did that in 2005. That also was a lot of work because now I had to really pull it apart. I knew how to do all of the things. But how do I tell people how to do all of the things? That then led to writing Expert Podcasting Practices for Dummies, which is arguably the worst book title in the entire world. But out of the book side, at some point in time, um, I left Farpoint Media, the sci-fi network, and then found myself without a podcast. I didn't have anything to do every Saturday any longer, and I was kind of bored. So... I tried my hand at solo podcasting. I started something called Cultcast. Yes, I know. Dumb name. Had nothing to do with a cult. It was all philosophical ranting and ramblings about topics. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> yes, in fact, it did lay the foundation for podcast pontification later on, although Cultcast wasn't anywhere near uh, focused around podcasting. I think I did like eight episodes of that. Also, at the time, I started an infrequent podcast, which I simply called Found Things. And what it was was 
you know, I'm not really sure what Found Things was all about. Um, but I'm sure I had a plan at the time, and I'm sure I thought it was going to be great, but I don't know, maybe, maybe there were four episodes of that, <laughs> which have totally petered out. And during that time, a friend of mine uh, named D. Patrick Lewis, local guy here in Phoenix, he suggested that he and I start a podcast together covering the latest craze to hit the world of mobile phones. That's right, the Palm Pre. <laughs> we started a show called Palm Foo, which would cover all the tips and tricks about having your Palm Pre and all the new things that were in their app store at the time, and it died. Why? Uh... Because the Palm Pre died. It was a terrible phone. Uh, but I wasn't done with picking up on things that were not going to last very long. Uh, I was a big Google Plus fan back in the day. One of the early people that got onto Google Plus and had, I don't know, a million or so people connected with me. So my best friend and I, Jeff Moriarty, he and I started the Books and Beer Hangout. We would use the new Google Hangouts feature to record ourselves and authors in a video thing, you know, which is very common to what a lot of video podcasts are doing today, but it was a lot harder to do way back then. It was mostly a Google Plus Hangout, but, you know, why not make it a podcast too? And so we did. And that actually led me to write a book called Writing Awesome Sales Copy, and I took that book, which is all about writing good sales copy for authors, and I made that into my own patio book. And it's still up there as well. All right, so that died. <laughs> At some point in time, I decided to get into uh, back into podcasting with a group. I missed that aspect of just more than just me and somebody else doing an interview. I wanted something more. So along with my lovely wife, Sheila D., and a very good friend of ours, Debbie Walker, we started something called Evo at 11 which was the more uh, forward parts, if you will, of my personality, cranked up to 11. This time I wanted, I didn't want to do any of the work. <laughs> so I showed Debbie how to do the mechanics from audio editing to loading to the host, and she did all that work. I just showed up and talked. We did exactly 100 shows of that and shut it down. So it was a lot of fun. And then for the longest time, I didn't have a podcast. Until 2014, when my lovely wife and I decided to go leave the country. So we had, uh, at the time, I decided to give it a shot, trying to make a more journalistic style, a la startup back in 2014. I was going to document our travels along the way, which I did. I learned a bunch as we were producing these episodes. I spent hours recording live tape in the field and then more hours listening to that content and then hours again editing to create a seven-minute-long episode. Learned a lot about that. And I saw that's the time I became a big fan of using Hindenburg Journalist Pro because it taught me to get away from the free tools and into the more pro tools to work really well. It was great. That show changed names about four different times as we continued to travel around the world. Then I got to make, uh, when I got to Bangkok finally, uh, and serendipitously I got introduced to the guy who used to run the Bangkok podcast. So he and I relaunched that show, which had been dormant for several years, and I became the co-host uh, until I actually left Thailand, and that show's still going well. And it was in Thailand where my strategic podcast consulting business was born, Simpler Media. I started producing shows and doing overall podcast consulting for a lot of businesses around the world. Came back to America in 2018, and not long after that, started Podcast Pontifications, which you're listening to right now. And I still do some contract work. I'm the host for a variety of uh, podcasts, which you've never heard of, which are very, very niche. 
I produce lots of different podcasts for lots of different people. I'm the editor for Sounds Profitable, the ad tech newsletter and podcast. And I sit on the advisory board for Captivate.fm, Maps.fm, Scribble, and other companies that are all deeply involved in the podcasting space. And I probably missed several things as I'm going along on this episode. I mean, it's not like I kept a diary of these things. Most of the shows that I produced on the past are dead now. But for those that aren't, I will put links to everything in the episode details if you wish to see or listen to what it was like back in the day. I've got one Boostergram for you today. Now it's time for the Booster, 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 Boostergram Corner. Boostergram Corner. I don't know a thing about crypto. Dave Jackson tossed some stats my way using Fountain, along with the message, Bravo! Amen! Preach it, brother! Dave Jackson's also uh, approaching 17 years of podcasting, so thank you very much, Dave. I appreciate that. Now, speaking of international, I am out of the country next week. And no, I will not be bringing recording equipment to the beach with me. So, with that, enjoy your international podcasting day. I shall be back on Monday the 11th of October, for yet another podcast, Pontifications. Cheers! Podcast Pontifications is written and narrated by Evo Terra. He's on a mission to make podcasting better. Links to everything mentioned in today's episode are in the notes section of your podcast listening app. A written-to-be-read article based on today's episode is available at podcastpontifications.com, where you'll also find a video version and a corrected transcript, both created by Alley Press. Podcast Pontifications is a production of Simpler Media. Find out more at simpler.media. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic health care need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, Access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, 
Don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, abortion.cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, plancpills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, choice.crd.co has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.